Yo, welcome to the Stoop Podcast, where we are social, theological, we entertaining, and we woke, baby. Stoop Podcast, let's go. Hey, everybody, this is Bishop Vaughn McLaughlin, the pastor of the Potter's House International Ministries, along with P. Mac, the Gym City Gent. Lord have mercy, whatever that is, all the way from Dayton, Ohio, if you don't know where the gym city is. And, of course, we've got our very own Jacksonville, born and raised. Out east, Travis Williams. Travis out east. Out east. And for some of y'all that don't know out east, every city has an out east. (laughs) Every city has that area of the community that uh, you just don't drive through late at night, at least with your windows down. And uh, and not slowly, yeah, you understand. So that's where he's from, out east. And listen, we uh, just hanging out together, and and we got to thinking about uh, the way people live this Christian life. You know, there's a lot of smack being talked about uh, Christianity. There's a lot of people who call it everything, from the white man's religion to uh, a religion for non-thinkers and. Um, followers and wimps and everything else. But I have discovered, guys, and maybe we can talk about this, that it wasn't until I got connected to the church of Jesus Christ and in particular to the Lord Jesus Christ and particular to kingdom principles that I found abundant life, that I found that life was worth living. I, I was living in this world with my cocaine, with my weed, with my strip clubs, with my parties and all that kind of stuff, and was absolutely heading down. My father died of roasted liver and cancer of the lungs. He spoke and drank himself to death, and I was following in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. And then one day I heard a story about a Savior came from glory. Mm-hmm. He wasn't white. He wasn't black. He wasn't brown. Matter of fact, I now I understand that God is a spirit. And them that worship him, worship him that way. And so I heard a message that turned my life around, changed me forever and for the good. And now it has transformed my community, my family, my friends, my extended family. So when somebody talks about me and talk about Christianity, I get hot Hmm. because I know what my life was like before Christ. Hmm. I know how I met him and I know what my life is like now. I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. Yes, sir. I know that's cliche. I know y'all like to hear that, but I'm not a church boy. I came into the church off of my couch at my house with no preacher, no Bible, no message. I had an encounter with God. Glass of Jack Daniels in one hand, weed in the other, and Prince singing tonight I'm a party like in 1999. So then, I said that to say that there are a lot of people then who say that they become Christians and then they exude this weak lifestyle Mm. to where people now are measuring Christianity by the way people live. But Jesus said that the thief come not but for the steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. So I start off with this quote. This commentary, something that God revealed to me years ago when I was trying to explain to people how some people go through what they go through in this life. And here's what I said. There's two ways that you live in this life. You either live abundantly or defeatedly. 
And that all has mm-hmm. to do with not just what you know, but who you know. Absolutely. And so it's people who submit themselves to discipleship. It's people who, who get into the word of God. It's people who literally physically try to practice and who don't get bent out of shape by the trials and the tests and the persecution of things that come. It's going through some things and coming out stronger mm-hmm. that reflects who Christ really is in the lives of people. So let's talk about the people a little bit. Let's talk about folk who are living abundantly. If you're out there and you're living defeatedly, you better wake up. You're talking about being woke. You better open your eyes <laughs> and realize that the more words you have, the more worship you have, the more fellowship you have, the more commitment and obedience that you display to God, the better your life will become. And so don't let people put you down and talk about you because you're going through some things. Jesus went through some things. That didn't make him no less to Christ. He died on the cross, but he got up. And whatever you're going through, you need to remember you can get up. Let's talk about that. Uh, you either live defeatedly or abundantly. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a Christian, uh, somewhat Christian home. And growing up in a, in a Christian setting, um, you, you see those two, those two lifestyles. You, know, you see people that's, as a song, walking like you talk it, amigos. Um, and uh, you see people who walking it like they talk it, and then you see people who crawling and they barely walking. And so you get, you get into this Christian faith uh, as a believer yourself, and you can either be about it um, or you can not be about it. And so you know, for me, getting into the you, you said something a couple seconds ago. You said it's not just what you know; it's who you know. And I believe it's it's who you know in Christ. But for me, it's also been who did I know like as individual people like on earth? I think those people for me as a young man helped me to live an abundant life. Like who did I know? Who was I connected to? Who was I watching? Who was I seeing? Whose life was I closely mimicking? Because even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so I think for living a defeated, uh, abundant lifestyle for me, what's helped me the most is who are the people, the men, the women that I've been connected to on earth that I can watch the way they live me, and model my life let afterwards. Me, let me take it further. When I when I became a Christian, that's a perfect segue into where we're going. Um, my mother was in a church where, uh, to be candid with you, there was nobody living nothing in the church. In other words, what I mean by living nothing, I'm not being judgmental or critical. I'm just making an assessment mm-hmm. that my mother was smoking four packs of unfiltered pale male cigarettes a day, drinking a fifth of scotch, had a case of Miller always under her bed, slept with a 38 uh, under her pillow, uh, cussed like a uh, drunken Japanese sailor, <laughs> and taught Sunday school in a huge Sunday mm-hmm. school class, one of the largest Sunday school classes uh, in town. And studied her pelibits or her tar bills and her Broadman Sunday school lesson, had her Bibles all the way around her and was just, you know, blowing smoke and talking trash. And I wasn't a Christian. And I would look at my mother and I would go, if that's what Christianity is all about, I don't want none. So for 26 years in this life, it was what I saw kind of lived out in front of me, the defeated lifestyles. And people who just weren't representing Jesus properly, who claimed to know him, that kept me away. When I became a Christian, I walked to the foot of my mother's bed, pointed my finger at her, and I said, you're going to bust hell wide open. Mm -hmm. My mother reached under her pillow, pulled out that 38, pointed it directly at me, and I ran out the door. And I was gone for almost a month 
But I was so convicted about my new walk in Christ and so concerned about what I saw in my mother. And then the reflection of it was when I finally went to her church and I could see that there were just people that I was partying with in the choir. There were people that I was partying with when I finally went to the church. And I said, wait a minute, I didn't know you were a Christian <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. So what you behold, you become. You become. Yep. And so a, a lot of our preachers, and I, I don't, oh God, I, I'm a preacher. I love being a preacher. I love being a pastor. I'm imperfect. I'm, I'm imperfect. I, I acknowledge that. I realize that. But I'm held at a high standard. Mm -hmm. And it is my responsibility to teach people and to show them the right way and to remind people of who they are in Christ and to help people become the best them that they could be. Not me become the best them that they could be. So back to your comment about uh, having mentors or having somebody that you can pattern yourself after and mm -hmm. follow, how many people are there attending our local churches who don't have mentors, don't have positive role models, don't have victorious leaders, don't have, yeah. don't have any of those things yeah. to model. So how do they do it? And then if we keep hearing these same messages about he died, didn't he die, or ain't the Lord all right, uh, ain't the Lord all right. We know the Lord is all right. It's what about us? And I think that that's where a lot of people are. People are like, man, what about us? You know, what's in this thing for me? And when I came to Christ, I didn't come looking for stuff and riches. I needed peace, joy. I needed comfort. I needed something in my spirit that could take away the pain of me heading down this road of destruction. I acknowledged that I had fallen short of what God had intended for my life. I called upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord saved me. It's as simple as that. And why are you going to try to make me think I'm wrong? Why is somebody going to come to me and try to make me think that what I did is not right? You don't like me now. You'd have hated me then. Mm -hmm. So I'm blaming my relationship with God through Christ on the victorious life that I now live and the things that I've been able to accomplish in life. And for those of you that don't know me out there, you're just hearing me and you don't have a clue who I am, Google me. It's Bishop Vaughn McLaughlin. That's right. Just Google me. Jacksonville, Florida. At Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the Potter's House International Ministries. The things that we've been able to accomplish in economic empowerment and social justice and educational empowerment and spiritual empowerment are well documented worldwide, traveled the world, been on every continent preaching the gospel, not only every continent, every community in my neighborhood, in my city, preaching the gospel, employing over 200 plus full time people. We've employed over a thousand people full time in our tenure here as a local church. It's not about what I do and what I get. It's about helping others. And the way that God has positioned me in life is because of my faith in him. And the Lord God has been good to me, and he's, he's good to all that call on him. So I just want you to know that you can live a defeatedly or you can live abundantly. Make up your mind. I choose to live abundantly, and my perfect example is Jesus, Mac? Yes, sir. I, you know, a lot of times that the whole definition of defeated and abundant and victorious, you know, comes into play, Bishop, because sometimes, 
you know, when people see abundant or victorious, they thinking, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Money. They're thinking houses, and they're thinking money. They're not realizing that victorious is I'm victorious over the things that kept me in bondage, victorious over the things that kept me limited, victorious over the struggles and some of the pains of the past. And so when we start talking about victory and we start talking about abundance, now I'm able to live in abundant joy and abundant peace, some of those things that, that we, we find, they're not tangible, but these are the fundamental things things that need that we need to keep moving on the joy of the lord is my strength and when he says be strong in the lord people can't be strong in the lord they can say they got on armor but if you don't have no joy that armor is not going to keep you from the wiles of the devil but let's let's step back up and and talk about uh the type of life he just mentioned is the life that jesus talked about in john 10 10 he said i've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly there are two words for life found in the bible new testament one of them is bios and, and that is mundane living. Every That's day. the constant daily grind. That's the way life is uh, without God, without a knowledge of God, without worshiping God, serving God, or a higher being, however you want to look at it. You're just going to work. You're getting up. You're taking care of the kids. You're fixing the breakfast. You're going to work. You're coming home. You're picking up the kids. You're getting to the house. You're taking them. You know, those basic things you do, it's the grind where you want to get off of that roller coaster so bad. It just wearing you out and you look up, you go, I can't do this forever. So Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. This word is Zoe. Zoe is what he was saying is life the way God intended it to be. It doesn't mean that you're going to stop doing what you're doing, but you're going to do it now with a different perspective. You're going to do it now with, new life, new power, new the joy that you and that's what hit me that you were just talking about. Yes, the sir. the things that, that we now have through Christ. So he comes and makes bios bearable. He comes and he yeah. makes the daily routine of life differently. You see things differently. You become a better mom. You become a better student. You become a better employee. Mm-hmm. You you see your coworkers differently. You're not angry and mad and confused and stu- about life anymore. Christ has come in and given you joy unspeakable and full of glory. He begins to turn things and gives you a new outlook. We call it a Christian outlook, a a uh, a different perspective. You begin to see things differently. Worldview, different, world different worldview, a Christian worldview, a Christ worldview. And that's how I, I, I see life, man. And that's how this new life comes. Some people think that when Christ comes in, they got to change the profession, do it. No, no, no. He comes to step into your bios and say, I'm going to make this bearable. And I'm, I'm going to make you begin to enjoy being the mother that you've been complaining about being, mm. being the father that you've been complaining about being. I'm going to give you the ability to overcome the obstacles that you think are in your way without even removing them, but change something in you yes, to help you deal with them. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I've always looked at bios being created by God and Zoe being connected to God. And so it takes mm. my bios from being just created to now being connected. And that's the life that God wants us to have, the connected life, which is to his will, to your destiny, to your purpose. And so when you talk about victorious, it doesn't mean we're exempt uh, you know, even as the message was this Sunday, that we we're not exempt from the distresses and the persecutions of life, but we've got power now to overcome and we can look forward 
to being out of it. So I'm not just walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And that's good, death. but nobody knows what message was Sunday. So the message <laughs> Sunday, this had nothing to do with the Sunday message. We just all happened to be a part of the same ministry. And this past Sunday, I shared a message. He didn't have to love me like he did, but he did, but mm-hmm. he did. Ah, and I thank him. So, so Sam and Dave back in the day, and, uh, and and God has been good to us just like that. And because of his love for us, uh, literally, um, we can, not all to, we can live for him. Because of what he did for us and the things that he provides for us, the veil is rent. Now we can come boldly unto the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. If you're not really a Christian and strong in the Lord, you don't understand that. I, I got you. I got you. Not, but, you know, so many people say that Christianity is a spooky language. Uh, but the Bible said the natural mind cannot understand the things of the things. spirit. But if you're listening in and you tune in, guess what? God's tugging on your little heart. God's getting you closer. It's beginning to make sense, isn't it? And if it doesn't make sense to you, don't get at, don't get mad at people who it does make sense to. <laughs> we, 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 we talk the same talk and walk the same. We must know something. It's like learning a new language. You know, I've been studying Spanish for a long time, and sometimes I, I understand it much better than I speak it because I've only taken interpretation. I've never taken speech. And so there's some things that I hear and understand that people are sitting right next to me watching a Spanish television station or listening to Spanish people talk, and they don't get it because it's a different language. And sometimes in the spirit, uh, these things are parables. He, he says to the disciples, Jesus, many times, I don't speak to the world. I speak to you. The world won't understand this. So I speak to you in parables. You get it. But other people don't get it. Now, in order to get it, y'all, because God's not hiding it from us. He's hiding it for us. So what, what happens is if you come to God, the scriptures declare, and I'm just going to say this. I don't want to use the Bible to validate the Bible all the time. I just want to tell you what happened to me. The Lord, the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, says simply that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When you come to God, you have to believe that he is. So if you're coming and you're doubting, if you're doubting that what we're saying is true, it's going to be hard for God to get through to you. But if you would just make up in your mind, hey, look at the architecture of life. Look at creation. Look at everything. Come on. There's got to be a supreme divine being that has architect everything. This didn't come out of a big bang. This is not just mm-hmm. a result of evolution. So then if those things still work and if those things still did happen, it happened within the context of in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Nobody's going to argue that. I'm not here to argue whether science disproves Christianity or proves Christianity. What it is, is I came to God believing and he changed my life. Mm -hmm. My life has changed. I'm my own witness. Yeah, I'll sit down and talk to anybody about history and facts and stuff. That's what I'm trained to do. Everybody's not stupid in the kingdom. (laughs) We realize that. I'm not trying to get over. I'm not trying to get by I was lost. I was a, I was an alcoholic. I was snorting cocaine. I was smoking more weed than a fish drink water. <laughs> I was, it, my life was, I was going to work. I was making six figures. But I was miserable. 
and sitting on my couch at home. I said, God, if you're real, help a brother out. And he did. He changed my life. And I'm not following some prescribed uh, systematic uh, thing that puts me in some type of bondage and slavery to rules and regulations. I'm free. I found out that whoever the son says free, free is free indeed. That's my love language. I love God because he first loved me. That makes sense mm -hmm. to y'all? And so what happens is I'm living abundantly, man. I'm cruising. I got this thing on cruise because mm -hmm. I don't have to do nothing. I just chill, relax in him. These brothers that are here with me, these brothers are cool. If you saw them on the street, you'd be like, what up, man? What up, man? What up, man? What up, man? Maybe Travis. Travis is the young kid here. How are you, Travis? 28? 29. 29 years old. You see Travis, you go, how are you doing today, sir? Because Travis is a young old man. Travis been here before. But Travis is our resident millennial who is um, a very astute in, in business, uh, finance, um, you know, his trained, degreed in this area. Um, Bishop McGuire, uh, PMAC, as you know, the Gym City Gent. Uh, it was formerly incarcerated how many years? Five. Five years incarcerated, uh, dealing in drugs and and, and and all kinds of illegal activity. Traffic. Got saved in prison, uh, come out and pastored for 19 years, um, was very respected. Matter of fact, his, his sentencing judge um, became one of his best friends and one of his greatest promoters. Um, in the city of Dayton, Ohio. And then there's me, and I've already given you my story. And, and I'm just saying that we, we're real people. We're just some brothers from the hood, three different hoods, who met a risen Savior, who live now according to the Word of God, and have found that you can live an abundant life. You don't have to be defeated, even once you become a follower of Christ. And so I'm going to say to some of you that are listening who are followers of Christ, come on, y'all, step your game up. Get in the word of God. Endure hardness. Go ahead and trust God. If you're not growing where you are in the church that you're in, this is what a lot of people like to hear, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. A lot of the naysayers and the scoffers and stuff like to hear, get out of those churches. I'm telling you, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never said this before, but I'm going to say it today. Some of us got to get out of grandmama and them church and get out of what, what you've been in all your life because if you keep doing what you're doing and expecting different results, you are absolutely insane. Definition of insanity. So you have to find you a place to where you can hear the word, where you can see a manifestation of what the word does in the life of people, where you can see economic empowerment, social empowerment, educational empowerment, spiritual empowerment, where things happen and things change, where there's life. All right, because he come to give us life and to give it more abundantly. You know, Bishop, uh, you know, just as you're talking, I just remember uh, just being in that captivity of the lifestyle that I had. And then when Christ came into my life and I had that encounter, um, you know, sitting in prison, one of the things that, that probably made the greatest impact on me. Um, and, 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 and I don't use it as, you know, in, in our it, Christendom. It wasn't the bread and water. It wasn't the bread and water. Oh, okay. uh, but, 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 uh, but it almost relates. Uh, it was Job 23 and 12. Job said, I esteem the words of his, out of his mouth more 
than my necessary food. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, we couldn't eat a lot of the food that yeah. was in prison. So mm -hmm. it was this the word of God sustained me. There were days where I didn't even eat. We were just getting in the word of God. We were done with detail. We were in the word of God. When we came off the, the ball field, it was in the word of God, off the way, pal, in the word of God. And it was, you know, you look up and you're like, man, we missed child again. But it was the words that came out of his mouth that we found more necessary or more tremendous for us. He is, uh, Job said, I esteemed them more than my necessary food. So when you said get in the word, that's where the victory comes in the word of God. But how many, how many years were you in prison before you came to Christ? Uh, I was, I was in, the, in prison two months. Yeah. And I called on the name of the Lord. Now listen, now, now Mark is saying, that I was in prison two months, and, and many of you always, a lot of people always blame a crisis on conversion, that there's something people go through and we get weak and we turn to God. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, like in my case, I had money, I had fame, I had fortune. I had everything that a poor boy could want. I didn't have a crisis uh, in life. I wasn't running to something because I needed help. I had a crisis in my spirit. I had a crisis down on the inside of me. You got to get this because this is so important. So many people say that uh, Christianity is for weak people and they always turn to God when they get in trouble. I was not in trouble. I have never been arrested. I had no case on me. I had no nobody coming to repo nothing. I had tens of thousands of dollars in the bank. I had the biggest house in my neighborhood and the fastest cars. I was playing basketball. I was in the papers. Uh, I was still scoring 30, 40 points a game. I was doing what I had to do. And I was young and I was in the prime of my life. And I realized something was missing. And you know when something's missing. You can't fill it with Jack. You can't fill it with Hennessy. I don't know what they're drinking today. They got Grey Goose and uh, what's this other stuff? Petron and all that. That stuff wasn't out there when I was out there. All right. So I, I'm going to leave that alone. Ever clear. Yeah, okay. So ever clear. So these young boys, I tell you, Travis will always be here to help us out with these things. He's already quoted a couple of people and singers and stuff that I don't know nothing about. So the deal is, is there was no crisis, right? And then if you can serve God for some of y'all out there in prison, you know what I mean, and come out as a uh, preacher of the gospel and become a pastor, that's for somebody who thinks that because of a felony, God can't use you. Hmm. No, your felony makes you qualified. It's, it's when you're the most messed up. God didn't come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. And that's something we got to remember. He comes to help us. And he helped you, Mac. Yes, sir. He helped me. And he's helping you, Travis. Yes, so I'm so thankful <laughs> to God for what he's doing. So listen, I just wanted to throw that out there. We wanted to throw that out there to you. Um, and we want you to realize that you can live abundantly. You, you, you live either two ways in this life. You live defeatedly or you live abundantly. It, it's your choice to make. But I promise you, uh, you you've got to pray. You've got to praise. You've got to give God praise. You've got to worship him and only him. You, you've got to fellowship with other like-minded people. You've got to study the word of God. You've got to share your faith. And, and you might want to try sowing into humanitarian things and giving to the kingdom of God. 
So I said, prayer, praise, worship, fellowship, study God's word, witness, share your faith, and give. These are things that are requisite to being a child of God. If these things are prevalent in your life on a daily basis, hey, I promise you, I'm not playing with you. You can shift in your being and begin to live an abundant life in Christ because it's just that peace, man. Nothing physically has to change, but something can change on the inside of you. And your view of the world can change by you releasing who you are into the hands of God. Die to yourself. Stop fighting it. Now, it ain't you. It's not by power nor by might, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. And if you're listening out there, I mean this, man. I mean this, lady. And you've had a problem with Christianity. You've had a problem with the church. You had a problem with those Christians. Hey, who hadn't at some time or another? But I'm still here to tell you this thing is real. I got two witnesses on this broadcast with me. And I've got millions and millions of others around the world. And I promise you this thing is real. Don't let the charlatans, there's always strange fire in every real fire. Don't let the charlatans, don't let the crooks, don't let the folk dampen you and keep you away from the things of God. God loves you. And I believe he has a wonderful plan for your life. Believe that or not, I really believe he didn't create you to live defeatedly in this life. I discovered it one day, and you can discover it too. So, Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you. I thank you for this podcast. I pray, God, that somebody will come to know you and begin to live that abundant life. Let them know like P-Mac did in that jail, like Travis did, wherever he was, if he's done it yet. And like I did, God, sitting in my house, I pray, God, that you would set them free. Let them call upon the name of the Lord and let them be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, we're going to check y'all out next time on this broadcast on The Stew, baby. Yo. Stu Crew, this is Travis here, and we're here, man, with the TB Temple Builder Tip of the Week. Uh, we want to make sure that um, we're helping the, the physical body. Uh, we're, we're on a health kick here with some of the guys, and uh, one of the guys that's leading that health kick is my big brother, Timothy Donald, the fi- fitness director for Temple Builders, and he's here with the TB Fitness Tip of the Week. Big bro, what you got for us today? How you doing, Trav? I'm good. I'm good. Doing great. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about high-intensity interval training today. Um, it's one of the things that Mayo Clinic has found that it that you can use to reverse aging. All of us want to get back to that, you know, 19. So this is the fountain of youth you It's found. the fountain of youth. Okay. Uh, you got to work for it, but the yes, fountain sir. of youth is there. High-intensity in, high interval training is uh, going about... 85 to 90 percent of your maximum target heart rate for an interval of about 30 seconds to 120 seconds. Hmm. That uh, sounds like death to somebody. It, you know, you want to go <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but you go all out. You get a little rest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Tabata. Tabata is 20 seconds on and 10 seconds off. Okay, but you do that for a span of about 20 minutes, 25 to 30 minutes. Mm. And in that training, you're pushing your body to the limit, then you're giving it rest, pushing it to the limit, giving it rest, pushing it to the limit. What it does, it it actually transforms your body from the cellular level. Now, you do have to eat properly with this. Now, you just what's can't the, be what's eating What's the ratio? Junk. What's the ratio? The what's ratio the ra- you told 80% um, of your fitness is going to be eating. 20% is going to be exercise. 80% eating. 80% 20% is eating. 
is exercise. Exercise. You cannot outwork your diet. Mm, say that again. You cannot outwork your diet. You can't ain't lying, eat garbage. People, I, I learned. I learned this yeah. the hard way. Um, I ain't no slouch, but I've learned this the hard way. You remember the old saying: "You are what you eat." You are what you eat. You yep. are what you eat. So if that food is not real, what you're eating, yeah. then your body is not going to. So be you got to marry the diet with the. You got to okay. marry the diet. I okay. would recommend that you start with the diet first. Mm-hmm. Get the body cleansed. Get the colon cleansed so that your body can receive the nutrients that you got but then when you start with the high intensity training plus the nutrients if you're eating properly organic and putting the good things in your body Mm -hmm. you're going to see a transformation like none other and not only are you going to see it you're going to see it a lot faster Mm. so what it used to take you maybe three months to do it may only take you a month a month and a half six weeks to get back into some of the tip-top shape that you've ever been in wow so so if, if people are in jacksonville of course people are all over the country maybe the world listening in but if they're in jacksonville can they get involved with any hit training classes over at temple builders we have hit training we have a a a, a, a class that we just developed called tb8 and what it is is eight exercises that we do for six rounds and it lasts for about 25 minutes we do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 a.m. and at noon. And then on our nighttime at 6 p.m., we do it Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday because okay. most people don't come in the gym on Friday nights. You uh-huh. know, they get off work, they're going home. Yeah. So we have that. But if you're just starting out and you're deconditioned, you have any kind of heart issues, those types of things, you want to get checked out by your physician first mm-hmm. make sure you go through your physician we won't need you coming up passing out exactly in the, in the class. we need to know those issues but you can also come we give no matter if you sign up to our gym or not we give free assessments okay so we're going to spend about 45 minutes to an hour with you if just you get your weight get you weighed in look at your history look at what you've been doing mm-hmm. and be able to put together that program and then give you thumbs up saying hey you can get into one of our hit hit training classes. Awesome. Well, that's that's a uh, hey guys. He not lying. I started doing hit training. Um, what was that? A year ago? About a maybe year, at least a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, about maybe two years ago. Right. Uh, he actually did a, a class with my wife and I. And um, what I can tell you, hit training is it's the best training you could do, it and is. it's it's great on time because yeah. you're not spending two three hours in the gym half talking. Exactly. Uh, half not doing nothing. Right. Mouth working harder than your muscles are, you get a chance to get in, hit it, yeah. go hard, and really see the effects of it on your body. Yeah, that's it. Three days a week, hit training, or two days a week, hit training, and then a day of cardio, eating properly. That's all you would need. Two days of hit training. Two hit. Two days of hit training. Cardio. Cardio. Day of cardio. And and then eating properly. That's all you would need. Wow. Well, hey guys, that's our TB tip of the week. Um, if you if you're in Jacksonville, Temple Builders is a great gym to be at. It's located in the Keenan Plaza Mall, fifty three ten Lenox Avenue. Fifty three ten Lenox Avenue. So hey, come check them out if you want to get an assessment done. You mentioned that they'll they'll do that for you. But this is the TB tip of the week, and we'll be back next with another tip. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.